I'll be perfectly honest with you. I don't know how this is going to go, but we're going to do it. Bravery at its finest. Bravery, honesty, truthfulness, love. These attributes rule the five kingdoms of Nortonica. And are also things that people think of when they see Pepsi. But Pepsi doesn't exist in Nordartica, so in this universe, it's just what they normally think of. When they think of that Pepsotica. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Do you know what that is? Is that the fire alarm? You bet your buns it is! Your fire alarm is going off? Yeah, this is a regular occurrence. Um, how do we start these again? This is Reconceived, season two, with Ben and Leonard. I'm Nope. Ben. New me, new year, new name. I'm Joel. Okay, Joel, nice to meet you. I'm still Ben. Okay, and I'm Joel. Plot twist, I was always Joel. Bet you didn't see that coming plot twist so was i what i after all these years that being of like what three the truth finally comes out but for convenience sake let's just keep it at ben okay yeah that's fair because uh, a podcast with joel and joel may get a bit confusing that is fair mm-hmm. um so yeah as ben uh said it is now officially reconceived season two. We got new music. We got new names, or at least some of us did. We got new things planned. And uh, do you know what is the newest of the things? What's the newest of the things? Um, this ep- this series is going to come out on a regular schedule, maybe, possibly. Yo, that's a good idea. Yeah, I don't know why we never thought of it before, but... We're going to do our dang best. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. Uh, we there There is the possibility in talking that we may have a very special guest, which is really, really cool, and I hope happens. So we'll see about that. I'm looking forward to it. But tell us, before I move on too far, what is this new schedule upon which we are resting our hopes? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, hopefully... If everything goes according to plan, this will be a bi-weekly show. So, bi-weekly meaning twice a week or bi-weekly meaning once every two weeks? Once every two weeks. I should say bi-monthly, shouldn't I? That would be more accurate. But um, the, the, the plan is that I'm going to do this episode and then in two weeks, Ben is going to host the next episode and we're going to continue in that sort of format. And hopefully that, being that we are both very busy now, um, not as though we weren't busy before, but we're even more so busy now, we, we want to make sure that we can realistically do this. And the best way to do that is to do this as a bi-weekly show. So there we go. That is the plan. So really all we're changing schedule-wise is we're making it more frequent because we did have a schedule before. It was... Once in a blue moon. Yep, yep, yep. And then now it's once every two weeks. Yeah. We started out with high hopes. And really, what else can you really hope for in life? You can hope 
for very good food. That's what I find myself hoping for. Ben, what, what's one of your like favorite comfort foods? Um, I am unreasonably fond of milkshakes. Oh, those are good. What what kind specific? Like what flavor or what? Yeah, what yeah, variety? yeah. Or what one flavor? What provider? What consistency? Anything? Okay. The best milkshake that that I can think of off the top of my head is Chick Fil A's mint milkshake. Those are so good. They are, I think, the most unhealthy thing I've ever eaten in my life, but they are entirely worth uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, that, that is another new thing. Uh, new year, new us. Um, as, as far as I'm concerned, I'm no longer working at Chick-fil-A, for now at least. Uh, ben, are, what, what's your Chick-fil-A status? No longer. This is no longer. Okay. This has been our new segment, Chick-fil-A Watch. Um, it just so started and it just ended. Wow, that was fast. We're being efficient. Yeah, it with was these. not. It was. It was not a very successful segment. Yeah, that that's absolutely a fair option. What about like? Are there anything for breakfast where you're just like, oh man, I just really want to go in my pajamas with a nice little blanket and just get myself a plate of pancakes. Pancakes. Ooh, really? Okay. Eggs and bacon right. can be good depending on what kind of eggs you have and if the bacon is prepared correctly. Waffles mm. can also mm. be acceptable. Waffles, did you say? Waffles huh. are quite interesting. Let's talk more about waffles for no apparent reason. Go right ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, I was I was thinking, but that you could. Oh, um, they're they're grid like but they're also circular. And depending on how you have them, my grandma actually used to make us waffles when we'd stay over at her house for holidays or just for vacation or whatever it was. She would have waffle Mm -hmm. mix and she would have this little waffle maker and we'd have as many waffles as we could possibly manage. And I remember that with the kind of waffle mix that she used and with, I guess, the the way that she made these waffles... The best way to prepare them was with the strawberries and sugar that you can get from some stores. It's basically strawberry syrup, but better, and whipped cream. So it's essentially dessert, except for breakfast, which is what a lot of breakfast food in America is. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. All right. Did you ever, real quick, this isn't my reconceived bit on this but did you ever like put m&ms on it just for kicks and giggles no Um, she didn't have that all right here here is a seven-year-old joel's breakfast delight right take two ego waffles of course butter them up oh yeah um then you take ready whip oh of course lather it up you can't have waffles without ready whip absolutely it's against the law honestly yes it, it should be um, U.S. code seven four six. Yep, Egos need ready whip. They should come in a package deal. But then, uh, you you either put sprinkle some chocolate chips on it or some M and M's on it if you're feeling frisky, and then you just munch down and then gain like so much weight. And that's what I did. But you're seven, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So. Now that uh, it has, we we have gone on for quite a bit about waffles and other things. Let's actually get into what waffles truly are, because I don't know about you, but 
they sort of exist in a historical vacuum for me. I, I don't know if that translates to you, but like I, I, I blame egos for this, for making them very much uh, a product of the times. They're, they're sort of similar to marshmallows for me, where like- Like someone just discovered them? Yeah, they shouldn't really exist. Never introduced, they just sort of popped into existence. Okay. Because I never see like an ego established 19 whenever it was. Yeah, that'd be buck wild. But like even even homemade waffles, even though they're less so like that, like it's still bizarre that we have very specific machinery to make very specific types of pastries, right? Like, have you ever thought about how oddly specific a waffle is? Because, like, it's often a circular pastry, sometimes rectangular, but then it just has grids in it. Mm-hmm. Like, has that ever struck you as odd for food? Not particularly. I've been struck more often by the strangeness of pizza. Okay. Triangular slices, circular pizza, square box. Well... Okay, well, aside from the square box, I would say that that sort of makes sense because, like, you have, you know, the that's the best way to dice up the the pizza. There, there's that's some true. logic behind the presentation there. But as far as waffles, like, why a grid in a circular pastry that has its own machinery? Right. So I did some digging. and oh, fancy. The, the, yes. The, the main thing... That, that that I wanted to sort of reconceive is just de- demystifying the waffle, if that makes any sense. Sort of taking this entity that shouldn't really exist and giving it the context that it needs for it to make sense as to why it exists and why it is as prevalent as it is. Because obviously there's some novelty foods, but no one would argue that a waffle is... A novelty and even though the grids can be practical and putting in toppings that I wouldn't say would be a piece of necessity that would have orchestrated that by itself you know right because that hasn't stopped pancakes exactly exactly so uh, first and foremost actually I, I just want to thank uh, a, a friend who suggested this topic for me and suggested that I um that I pursue this. Well, thank you, um, friend. We appreciate you. Thank you, friend. Um and hey, you know what? I'm just going to throw this out here. New new year, new us. We could um we we can ask for submissions, right? Sure. Yeah. If you want us to reconceive something or if you think something should be reconceived. Absolutely. If you would like to submit a suggestion or give us some good information about something that we ought to reconceive, feel free to go to our website, reconceivedfm.com, and click on the contact button, and you will be able to send a email straight to us. So feel free to do that. We may use that later on for other things as well. Who knows? This, uh, we don't have plans. I just threw that in there. So feel free to contact us about some cool ideas and your favorite story about guinea pigs. It has to be a real story. None of this fake guinea pig mumbo jumbo needs to be real. Okay. So 
If you had to guess, Ben, where would you say the origins of Belgium. waffles? What time period would the uh, waffles? I'm going to guess the 15th century. All right. Well, actually, that's really funny because Belgium doesn't actually come into the scene until about the 15th century. But it starts long before that. Uh, in fact, it starts about in the Middle Ages. Wait, so let me let me break this down properly. Okay. Not only do you know when waffles were invented or when they yeah. were discovered or made or whatever, because obviously that's what you've researched, but you also happen to know when Belgium became a country? No, 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 no. Or is that when Belgium started picking up on the trend? Yeah, that was when Belgium got into the waffle game. Gotcha, okay. That's, I'll be honest, the research I did for this waffle episode is all that I know about Belgium. Fair enough. So I know that they are in the Northern Hemisphere in Europe. Oh. That's, that's about all I know about Belgium. Sorry, all those Belgian people. We start our story about waffles uh, actually before the waffle was invented, but... It's very important that we start here in the Middle Ages around the 9th and 10th centuries because this is when we have a very important invention that came about, which is the iron, wafer iron specifically. The Catholic Church is actually the main focus of this era because the church would actually make communion wafers through their communion wafer irons. Okay. They were they were typically smaller wafers depicting imagery of Jesus and his crucifixion. And they were very small, very thin, uh, and a very simple design. But because of that idea of implementing designs into wafers through this iron process, other people in the area started to go along with that idea and they invented wafer irons to make what they called oubles or oubles we'll just call it oublek what is it oublek uh oubleks are wafers that are usually round very much like the communion wafers except they were much larger and they either sported either less important biblical scenes or just simple decorative designs so that could be fun spirals, that could be an emblem, that could be uh, vines, or, or something along those lines. But these are still more or less like crackers or cookies? Yeah, they were only made from grain, flour, and water, and then maybe some honey at this time. These were okay. largely based in practicality of communion and just eating it because it is food. However... Things started rolling towards Flavortown in the 11th century when crusaders started to bring back culinary ingredients like orange blossom water. And people started to experiment with these oubles. And so, by the 1200s, these oubles spread throughout northwestern Europe as it went from religious to delicious. In 1270, the Oublayers Guild was formed. Wait, so they have a guild now? Yes. Wow. Yeah. By 1270, the Ublay game has uh, expanded quite a bit, and so there's a guild now, and they produced Ublays. 
And eventually, they started to branch out into other contemporary light pastries, including what we now know as the waffle. Hmm. Yeah, you're about 200 years off uh, of your estimate. So Is that in, in the 13th and 14th century? Yeah, it was about 1270 when the waffle uh, first first appeared. Okay. Uh, in fact, the first recipe confirmed was uh, of a waffle specifically. The first time that the word waffle was used was in the 14th century. So you're even closer. And that was a recipe that was made by an anonymous husband that he wrote to his wife. In that little recipe, he made history without even knowing. So now we get into the 15th century where you had estimated, which like... Going through it all was very, very close to the truth. So well done on your part. Round of applause for you. Yay. In the 15th century, uh, there was not a big difference between oubles and waffles because they were made by the same irons as the oubles. They were just cut differently. However, this is where the difference really starts to take off. Um, and... The, 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 the difference between oubles, which are very similar to what we now consider as wafers, the difference between those and waffles didn't come in the form of different ingredients, but rather new shapes of irons were being produced. It wasn't just them cutting them differently now. Uh, now there was waffle irons where they were in rectangular shapes. And in that same time period, the French, and more importantly the Belgians began to produce grid-like indents into the structure. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Though these indents were still very shallow. They, they weren't okay, okay. functional grids, but they were decorative grids. So were they still of a wafer-like texture at this point? Were they still like crackers except simpler, or were they softer? Uh, at this point, when the Belgians get their hands on it, they were still very similar to wafers. Um, Belgian got in when the difference between wafers or oubles, technically, and waffles really started to become apparent. Okay. And, and through the 16th century, they began to produce deeper and deeper grids and had formatted the waffle to a very similar state that we know today. So there's paintings of waffles, and in the painting, we can see I mean, that... what else would you paint? Fair point. I, I don't think the waffles were the main the, the main focus of the painting, but um, there, there was a painting where we could see specifically what waffles looked like. Um, and hmm. in, in the depiction that we have, it is a 12 by 7 rectangular grid of squares, and it has a consistency that is similar to contemporary Brussels waffles. So when we... Imagine a waffle as it is today. The closest thing in history would be from Belgium in the 16th century. However, this was after a very long process of culinary evolution that dates back to the 9th century with the Catholic Church using communion wafers with Jesus' face on it. But we aren't done yet. In the mid-1500s, waffles actually became very popular back in France, and that was largely due to it being a favorite of King Francois I, 
who even had waffle irons made of pure silver. He had a two set. And as more waffle varieties were created during the 17th century and sugar prices dropped during the 18th century, waffles became ever more popular and prevalent in street vendors and eventually into homes. That is a basic summary of how the waffle came to be. So it didn't start, we didn't start putting sweet things on it until it came to America? Well, no. People started to add uh, sweet things since its inception, before really we had true waffles. Mm. Um, uh, Even when it was primarily just for communion, people would still put in honey to make it sweeter. And then the Crusaders in the 11th century brought back many ingredients like the orange blossom water. And so people were were testing out different ways to produce this pastry and produce these opportunities. And and so a lot of those were sweet. I I, I would take a gander and say that most of those renditions of the waffles were sweet. And Mm -hmm. uh, at the very least, they were very light in, in nature. And so, like, especially in the 16th century, because sugar prices were so high, the sweeter renditions of the waffle were considered to be for for the rich men. You know, it it was a delicacy. If you were eating a waffle with uh, lots of sugar on it, that meant that you were incredibly rich at the time. Right, because sugar and that sort of thing was very expensive. Exactly. So when the sugar prices dropped after sugar became less expensive to produce that those ingredients and those recipes just spread like wildfire because it was a delicacy that everyone could enjoy and that was incredibly good and so like with this idea of where the waffle came from it it sort of gives a better understanding of why the waffle is the way it is you know those grids started out as decorations that slowly became larger and larger to become more practical. The, the reason why it is sweet is because of um, the Crusades and of the lowering of sugar costs in France, making it more accessible, even though it was considered to be a, a rich man's delicacy before. The, the reason why we have irons that are specifically made for waffles is because of Jesus and the communion. Huh. For being such a sweet meal, it certainly does have a rich history. Fascinating. So they're not just a product of the 90s. No, they aren't just a product of the 90s. Unless you're talking about, I don't know, like the 1190s. (laughs) Yeah. Now, fruit by the foot, like, I don't think there's any way we can reconcile that. That shouldn't exist. This has been Waffles Reconceived.